Welcome back at long, long last to the geeks at the gates. Did you miss us? Uh, really sorry guys for the extended and unexplained absence. Basically, the main reason was that the shop has moved. Uh, we were in the Westminster Arcade. Uh, we are now on the ground floor of Harrogate's Everyman Cinema. Actually in the actual cinema, in the foyer, we are now there. Uh, and it's great, but it took a lot of time and effort to move, so uh, there wasn't time to do the podcast, and then we didn't have a venue for the podcast uh, for a bit, and now we do, because we now record in the VIP lounge of Harrogate's Everyman Cinema. They really have helped us out. Uh, so, this edition of The Geeks of the Gates is brought to you by the Everyman Cinema Harrogate. It's on Station Parade, you can't miss it. It's a big building with a massive red E in the window. Uh, and a really cool little comic shop downstairs. Basically, Solo's out now. Um, Infinity War is still out. We're talking about that, this podcast. Uh, Deadpool's out now. There's so many good movies that you might want to go and see. If you're in Harrogate, go and see them at the Everyman. I know I've got to say this because I live under their stairs, but actually, I mean it. They're not paying me for this, honestly. Um, I just love the place. It's great. Uh, the food's good. Uh, the service is fantastic. It's just brilliant. And if you're unlucky enough to not live in Harrogate, and I know not everybody can, uh, there are Everyman Cinemas elsewhere in the country. You could go to Leeds. You could go to Bristol. You could go to Winchester. You could go to Chelmsford. Or York. Uh, or Birmingham. Or London. There are several in London. London gets all the cool stuff first, doesn't it? How annoying. Um, but, yeah, in all seriousness, the Everyman's great. They've been very, very good to us. Um... We record the podcast there now, we, we, the shop's under their stairs, and they're just brilliant. Uh, they deserve your support, and you will enjoy their service. And of course, this edition of the Geeks, Geeks of the Gate is also brought to you by Destination Venus, now hiding under the stairs at Harrogate's Everyman Cinema. Nothing else has changed. We still love comics, we still stock all kinds of comics, because we love all kinds of comics. So whether you are a Marvel zombie, a DC diva, an Image Imagineer, uh, a small press stalwart, uh, a spandex fan, uh, an indie individual, whatever you are, we've got comics that are perfect for you. And if we have them, we'll get them, if they're out there to be got. So, find us on the web. Uh, still not quite at www.destinationvenus.co.uk. The site is still down, but that will be changing very soon. Uh, I know I keep saying that, but this time it's actually true. Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, where we are uh, Destination Venus, and you can find us on Twitter, at DVComicShop. Uh, so, give us a trial. Now, this was a bit of a disaster of a podcast, in that there were supposed to be six of us, recording on a Tuesday evening, and then something happened, and I had to leave town for a couple of days. Um, yeah, the bounty hunters tracked me down, it was a thing. Um, so, we then tried to do the same thing the following week, and we couldn't get everyone together. So what we actually got together was me, Hat, and Jack. Except Jack had a date and couldn't stay till the end. Um, but we did. Um, wax lyrical on uh, the Avengers Infinity War, it was sort of going to be a spoiler cast, but it was too long after the the, the whole release date thing. Uh, so it's riddled with spoilers, but at this point I doubt any of you care, because anyone who really cares has seen it, surely to goodness. Uh, so we're going to sell a spoiler horn uh, right at the start anyway, um, but you know, just to let you know, spoilers. Anyway, let's get into it. This is us. This is us. Yes, we are. We are. We are. A th we are the three. We are the three. Um, with That's me, tits. with me crashing out last week. I'm afraid of all our carefully planned stuff. It's cool. Uh, nobody else. Nobody else can make it. Oh, I'm mildly gutted because I was gonna suggest to Matt that he got popcorn because like we're right here and it sounds so great on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Actually, yeah. that's a very good point. I should have thought when I thought of doing the podcast here that yeah, Matt's just going to get popcorn. Yeah, he isn't is. it? He can't help us. Yeah. Right, shall we make a start? We yeah, can do. do okay, so welcome back to the Keys of the Gates. It's been ages uh, for reasons that I probably explained in the in the cold open, so I won't waste the listeners' time with them here, and you two know. 
so we are joined by Pat. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Uh, nice to see you, Jack. Yes. Actually, it's been like a million years. I have a puppy now, so I don't need people. That's why. Fair enough. Yeah. So we are in the VIP lounge of Harrogate's Everyman Cinema. It's rather swanky. We've got the place to ourselves. It's so cool. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I like, I want to live here. I, I want to live here. Like, I feel like a Columbo mystery is about to happen, though. Like, it's got that kind of aesthetic. Just one more thing. That was a terrible Columbo impersonation. Um, and we are here to discuss... Well, probably lots of things. I'm not quite sure how long we've got. Uh, I'm probably... You're the one who has a date, Jack. I, I so. do, yes. So, uh, Oh, good, we've got 45 minutes. Plenty of time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Right, well, we're, we're here to discuss Infinity War. We may get on to Happy. Oh, I haven't seen Happy. Oh. I knew I... Oh, then maybe me and Hat will talk about Happy yeah, when you've got There you go, yeah. Happy. So, um, quick pause for the spoiler one, and we'll get right into... <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! I mean, obviously we were supposed to record this last week, which would have been reasonably soon after the yeah. release of Infinity War, uh, and I couldn't do it because life. <laughs> so it it's a couple of weeks after the launch of Infinity War now, so I'm actually kind of assuming that anyone who cares enough about pop culture and geeky stuff to actually listen to this podcast has probably seen Infinity War. Yeah. So I'm not sure that anyone needs to worry too much about spoilers, but we're going to be spoilerific from the start. I think everybody dies. They're all dead. Everyone's <laughs> over. Everyone is dead. Marvel's oh, over now. So That's dead. it. Thanos won. Game over. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? It would be really cool if they just left it. That's there. it. There yeah. we go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They lost. Whoops. Um, I kind of, I kind of wish they would. Like, yeah. <laughs> in some ways, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. Actually, everyone's contract's done. We're not doing movies anymore. <laughs> Moving away. Yeah, that's it. It's over. No, because then we wouldn't get good stuff. Yeah. Like more Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ragnarok. Right, more, let's, more Thor goodness. Yeah. Let's let's Moving rewind up. a little bit. Um, going in, what was everybody's expectations? To be honest, I did not expect as much death. Um, <laughs> but I, I am. Um, it's it's not that I'm a Marvel dilettante in any way, shape, or form. It's just that I have not read Infinity War or Civil War, and because crossover comics are never my jam, I was just like Spider Man and Venom, and that's all of my life. I don't care about anyone else, and um, so I didn't really know what to expect. And then I went in and I sat down, and the death began. And I felt really sorry for all the children in my screening. I know, right? Actually, there yeah. were lots and lots that. of small children. And I mean, like, there was a baby in my screening. There was a baby, which clearly... It, I, I think the baby crying, probably... No, no, when it was crying on the screen, the baby started crying. It was not a good time for anyone in the cinema. Because <laughs> um, that, that opening ten minutes is pretty brutal. It yeah. is. And there were loads of, like, you know, there were, kid, like, ten-year-old kids, little kids, you know. And, and I just thought, Jesus... You're watching your heroes die. This is harsh. And you probably haven't seen, like, the future announcement, yeah, yeah. so you're, this is it to you. Totally. Yeah. And, of course, because... Um, we well, were... And also, when you're 10, even if you know that there's going to be a sequel in a year's time... That's, that's, that's a, a long, million years. That's a tenth yeah. of your life away. Yeah, totally. It's forever. Yeah, Christmas seems like a long way away. A whole year to see another <laughs> Marvel film where they fix all this shit is just going to be painful to hold. Yeah, but we, the, be- the weird thing, though, for me, like, there was... Children to the left of me, children to the right of me. And I've just indicated the wrong way around for those of you at home. Um, Do you know, you could totally have got away with that. <laughs> no, I know, but I, my dyslexia just went, oh, whoops. Um, yeah, so there was kids in front of me. There was, in, on all sides, there were children. And they, their little, like, gasps and, and being shushed by parents when they were going, are they really dead? And things like that was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> the Jesus, they really are that. really dead, like... Yeah. I'll tell you what, actually. It in... wasn't as bad as Rogue One with the children in Rogue One. The children in Rogue One were not prepared for that at all. But <laughs> the kids in this were... You could see them. When I went to see Rogue One, there was a little girl dressed as Jin. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet their parents were not feeling that when they went to was... the cinema. I did, to be fair, the movie had been out for a week. Okay. A, 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 a cautious, caring parent would have known. To be fair, they probably were like, Are you sure you don't want this toy of like Chewbacca or something? You know, <laughs> like, sure. Oh, okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, I did feel for those children though. That's that was the, the main thing for me. There's so many kids in this movie, but um, yeah, I wasn't expecting quite as much death. 
But about by about halfway through, I was like, "Oh, this is the tone for the film. Everyone will die by the end." And I kind of I didn't know that like half the world was going to die. I kind of knew it was going to win. Mm. Like I just knew by halfway through, I was like, "Yeah, they're going there." Well, well, also yeah, I, I guess we Marvel kind of tried to play us in that they originally announced it as Infinity War Part One, Infinity War Part Two. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And then clearly somebody in production thought, "Oh, hang on, mm. that's a bit of a giveaway." And so then they said. No, no, it's, it's not that. It's Marvel Infinity War and then Avengers 4 to be named. Mm. Well, it's got nothing to do with Infinity War. It's totally not a sequel. Um, no way, shape, or form. <laughs> but I guess in, for the people that are not playing along at home, as it were, you know, knowing that Avengers 4 is coming out, they can sit there and go, oh, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, they've got Black Panther now and they've got Spider-Man now, except <laughs> now we really don't. <laughs> um, so, you know, to build a, a new team of Avengers and put the new people in it, kind of, like you say, the people that aren't kind of in the know-ish at home could see that making sense, that it would be mm. Avengers 4. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. And actually, just I've just I've just had a thought. Probably heard the cogs turning, um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's actually got nothing to do with Infinity War. But it does have to do with the future of the the Avengers in the Marvel Universe. It occurs to me that the no, this isn't a reboot. Avengers issue one that came out last week, mm-hmm. um, or the week before last, if you're listening to the podcast, is changing the lineup of the Avengers. Oh, okay. and. I would. It's still centered around Iron Man, Cap, and um, Thor. But I wonder if they're sub- they're going to start changing that so that when the end of Infinity War Two comes out, they actually line up. They've got because I mean because I mean I I ex- the death we didn't get that I was expecting is I was expecting Steve Rogers to die. Yeah, me too. A noble and heroic. Yeah, death. absolutely. I completely was prepared for that. I mean, I think he probably still will actually. Oh yeah. But, this is it. I think, yeah, to get on to what will happen in the future, let's do that later. But, like, I went in thinking, Steve is going to die, and Tony Stark will probably die also. Especially in the first couple of minutes, like, Tony's getting married. And I was like, yeah. nah, he's going to die. He'd be dead yeah. by halfway through. And he wasn't. And the fact that we end the whole movie with the originals, plus a few others. Is I really like that. I kind of do, but at the same time, like, I'm like, I was prepared for them to, to be dead and for mm. us to have a new set to finish it off with. So it kind of felt bait and switchy, but not enough bait and switchy. Like, for me, the biggest bait and switch was Okoye looking at Black Panther and you expect her to die. And yes, then and then Black does, Panther And you're like, no! That, that was... I was thinking, God, Black Panther 2 is going to be short, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the moment that I, knowing everything I know and how much Black Panther meant to so many people in the world, and I watched it, and I haven't seen Black Panther, just so we're all aware. I am, mate. Not, I've not seen it. I never got to cinema in time. I'm desperate for the DVD to come out. I, I went in there, and the minute that happened, having seen just so much love and nothing but love and joy and everything all over Twitter for weeks on end about Black Panther... That was the moment I grabbed onto my wife and just went <gasps> in the cinema when he died. And then the hits just kept on coming. And it was like, oh, Jesus. I mean, I think the people that they killed, it was very brave to kill some of those people. I mean, yeah. I suppose, I mean, they clearly had finished Infinity War before Black Panther hit yeah. and was the phenomenon that it was. But even so, you've got two black, three black guys, if you count Nick Fury. You've killed all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yay, yay for diversity, Mark. I mean, that's bright. I mean, obviously they're coming back, but it's... It's it's it's, it's ballsy. It's, it, it, it's it, ballsy. It says anyone can die. It does say anyone can die. I do I do have to, to sit and go, really? Really? You're going to do that? Um, because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether... It's, it is ball- to, for me to kill off that many of your heroes, including Peter Parker... Lest we forget oh, the death of Peter Parker. We are coming back to the death of Peter Parker. <laughs> broke a million hearts. The, 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 to kill the characters they killed showed that they were not afraid of doing it. They were yep. just going to do it. To kill the characters they killed and to throw that many Wakandans to their deaths, I think, shows little tone deafness. And per. Uh, but at the same time, they'd made the decision and mm-hmm. they just did it. And, you know, we talked about it. I said, why yeah. not set it in New York again? Because, you know, New York's not had enough. I, th- um, I, th- I think New York's done its share of getting wiped out by space aliens. I do agree. But, like, you know, um, Florida. 
Um, you know, well, anywhere. No, because no, there needed to be a realistic sense of peril and nobody could toss about Florida. <laughs> right. Sorry, oh, listeners sorry in Florida, Florida that we don't have. But <laughs> yeah. Basically, you're going to be in the water in a few years' time anyway, so honestly. Uh, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt like uh, there I know was you mean, a, I, lot, I, a lot of uh, black bodies thrown well, it, to uh, make nice white men have a lovely film. I uh, didn't, next time round, which I, I didn't think of it in quite those terms, but I did actually genuinely think it was a strategic error by Cap. Because mm. it's like, oh, we need somewhere to go and get everything sorted. I know a place, which is yeah. fine. You know the king of a country. Um, you know, the king of Wakanda is your mate. Of course, you're going to go and see him. He, and, you know, he happens to rule this technologically advanced kingdom that can actually totally fix all your shit. Yeah. So I get that. That made sense. But the whole... I understand they needed a set-piece battle at the end. And it was a beautiful battle. It was beautifully done. Of, of, of the... Aside from that but, the issue I have mentioned. The, but the, the I, think, was I think strategically, none of those Wakandans needed to die. I mean, yeah. to be fair, half of them were going to die anyway, I suppose. Half of the entire population. Because half of everybody's going to die yeah. anyway. Um, but those Wakandans didn't need to die. No. T'Challa didn't need to take his... T- also, they didn't use their fighting rhinos. That's which I think hugely a... disappointing, because I didn't know they existed, uh, because I have not seen Black Panther, <laughs> and I would have loved to see fighting rhinos. The fight, the fight scene, the fight sequence at the end of Black Panther, and this isn't really a spoiler. Um, the fight sequence, fighting rhinos. The fight sequence, it has, it has armoured fighting rhinos, That's and it's cool. just the best. I look forward to that. You see, I haven't seen Black Panther, but you haven't seen Ragnarok. I haven't seen Ragnarok. Which means no. the beginning of the film, to you... Will probably have made very little sense. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah. because the whole thing is they're on a refugee ship. Yeah, no, right? I sussed, I sussed that this like was one eye. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, one eye, no hair, and they're on a refugee ship, and Loki's being nice. Like, se- um, what did I fucking miss? I've seen the trailers for Ragnarok, so I know that Val, that yeah. Val, uh, Asgard me, gets destroyed. I think, so. I think the other thing is, though, if you haven't seen Ragnarok, like the fact that they're on a refugee ship, and that ship is filled with people who are refugees who are now dead at the beginning of that film. That makes it even more of a, holy fuck, they're really yeah. going there. Because it's like, not only is like Thor getting his ass beat, Loki's being crushed to death. I mean, that was... that Loki's was, death Oh was... my god. It was, you know, and Thor going, I don't think he's coming back this time. You know, you just sit there going, <laughs> I don't even like, you know, I'm... Uh, but, yeah, knowing that it's a refugee ship and like everything they did, the whole of Ragnarok, everything they did to save those people didn't matter anymore. That yeah. instantly is like, oh god. So it, I think it makes if you've seen Ragnarok, it makes the beginning even worse. so much worse. Yeah, like, it's also that, that whole film was a, just a giant like every, all their efforts, everything they did, everything they lost to get to that point came to nothing, and it set the tone for me. Mm-hmm. Knowing that mm-hmm. set the tone for how 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 much worse it could get like <laughs> if it's going to start like this how much worse can it get say, that it went there it, it very definitely sets the scene it's like no oh, one's yeah. safe yeah i mean loki oh, loki is a beloved character tom hiddleston is a beloved actor yeah um and he was brutally choked in what the first five minutes yeah, yeah and that was the thing where i was looking i was i sort of looking out the corner of my eye at all the little boys on the front row thinking oh jesus you shouldn't be in this cinema <laughs> I have to say, I mean, we've had this discussion off air, but I, I don't know what you thought, Jack, but 12A? Yeah, because these are like pyjama-wearing characters. These are things <laughs> that people are, like, just love wholeheartedly. And as kids, I don't think I, growing up, ever had a superhero die on screen no. for me like that. So no. that's... Well, no, I mean, we're all old enough, even you young'uns, to have come from an area where heroes didn't die. Yeah, yeah. The hero always wins, the bad guy always dies, the end. And yeah. this film turns that on its head in every possible way, and inside out, and then turns it back. Absolutely comprehensive. Throws it at you. Comprehensive win for Thanos, who actually gets to sit and enjoy the sunset at the end. Yeah. I mean, he's not just one, he's a piece. It's horrifying, truly. But I think, yeah, I mean, the, the thing... At 12A, we discussed it in terms of, like, they do it by avoiding mm. what I lovingly refer to as persistent gore. So basically... By having no gore, there is no gore, ever. Like, you see a little bit, I think, do you not see green blood at one point, and that's it? Like, yeah. That's it. Well, and you see Thanos' purple blood, but that's not even real. It's not, yeah. So, you know, it, you don't, there's no, there's no gore, and there's no F-bombs. Or is there one? There's none. 
zero. And so they get away with it. They get away mm. with, like, just... Because there isn't any. I mean, the, the, the difference between... That's what they judge what is a 12A on, don't they? Like, swearing, yeah. sex, or gore. There is none of those things in this. Yeah. But what there is are themes which are incomprehensible to a 10-year-old brain. <laughs> Understanding yeah. that Thanos has killed his surrogate child in order to do the thing that he thinks is right, which is the ultimate in uh, the banality of evil. You know, it's it's just like, that's something that a kid is not getting. That is not yeah. going in. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, is it a 12-day? Mm, I don't know. No, it's a tough one. It's a really it's a tough, tough one. one. I mean, clearly, the BBFC say it is, and they're the people who get to make the judgment, but uh, if I was a grown-up who'd taken my 10-year-old... Oh, I... I might, I mean, you know, for a given value of 10 year old, I might be a little bit irked. I think being a parent taking your child to see a superhero film, that is not what you expect. No. That is not the film you want to take your child to. No. For a nice family evening out. And you can argue, you can argue that, well, it's incumbent on the parent to find out what they're doing. But, but in the first week of showing, everyone's hiding the spoilers because yeah. that's what we do. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a parent, and neither are any of the rest of us, nope. but I. I suppose what they maybe should have done, and I don't know if people would get annoyed by this, because obviously we all know that pretty much most of them are coming back. At least anyone who turned to dust is probably coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know how at the end of every like Marvel film they always said, oh, Thor will return in Avengers X? And they said Thanos will return at the end yeah, of Yeah, and I was like, yeah. maybe they should have just listed all the dead characters and like, they will return, just so like parents can point their, their okay. teary-eyed kids to the screen and go, look, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Thanos will return, but the Avengers will make it all better. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. It's a big pat on the head. Yeah, it's okay. And of course, they make the announcement, you know, here in this wonderful place that we are, they say, there is a scene after the movie, wait for it, and yet, whole families got up and walked the hell out. I show it. I've never understood what And I was sure. like, you just made the announcement, come on, they're going to show us that it'll be okay. It's, they are. I promise, just it's wait. It's been. Ten <laughs> years. Who still walks out of a Marvel Especially movie when there's been before the credits of... I mean, yes. I do. It, beyond me. Utterly beyond me. <laughs> I will never, ever know. And I'll of never course, guess. we got that glorious, glorious... Uh, uh, Captain Marvel symbol coming up on yeah. the page. In fact, shall we, just, shall we just skip to the end for a second? Because I fucking loved that end credit sequence. So yeah. Partly because it gave me... Almost gave me the thing that I wanted Samuel L. Jackson to do in a Marvel movie <laughs> since he pitched up in Iron Man to talk to Tony Stark about the Avengers initiative. Okay? He didn't quite say it. Tried to. But and then he was ashed away. As, and I'm, I, was very, I very much enjoyed that the, the device he uses to call Captain Marvel was a pager. Yes. Yeah. Because Captain Marvel is going to be set in the 90s and there's nothing more 90s than a pager. Oh, absolutely. I have one. You are so hip. I had a pager. I had a pager. The thing is, though, uh, for any overseas listeners, um, pagers in Britain sucked. You couldn't send a message from a pager. You could do nothing with a pager except call a lady, and the lady would relay your message to the pager. Oh, Jack is looking confused because Jack is really young. Um, okay, so because you ring this woman, then you have to like give your message. You either like if you, depending on what you want to say. I mean, like. Y- y- you kind of have to make it short for a start yeah. and hope to God someone on the other end has a signal because if you don't have a signal, you never get the message. And you don't necessarily want to give your message to the nice, to the nice lady. lady on the phone, depending on what that message might be. What is the point of that? <laughs> because they were lots cheaper than a phone. Well, clearly reasons Because why. you could not have... You can get a mobile phone for... I couldn't have had a mobile phone when I was 15, but I could have a pager. So he did. I had a pager. I had a mobile phone so. yeah, when yeah, I was, But you're a child, when Jack. I was, when I was 17, I got it. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I was been. like 27. And now you're getting an idea for the age differences. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I love that you have I a pager. At least Matt's not here. <laughs> I did, I did love that they had, uh, they had the pager. I loved it when that symbol came up, and mm. our entire cinema was just like, huh? And I just went, come to Marvel. No, you see, I went to see, like, I, I went to the midnight. Poor, poor thing, which gave me gasping. I went to the midnight screening here at the wonderful Everyman Cinema in the heart of Harrogate. Um, <laughs> and so everybody there was a massive geek. And so everybody knew it was Captain Marvel. I went to a Sunday 6.30pm showing, 
and therefore I was surrounded by children who were very upset. And he said, "You just yeah, you just were surrounded by traumatized ten-year-olds." Yeah, totally. <laughs> I went in the evening on the first day, uh, and I was surrounded by teenagers who were quite clearly very high, and also genuinely believed all those heroes were one hundred percent dead, definitely not coming back. And I just want to turn around and go. Black Panther was the highest grossing superhero film. <laughs> you really think they've killed yeah. him off? Like, Even if they meant to kill him, he's not dead now. They just kept going, I can't believe they've done that. Why? That's such a stupid move financially. It's like, oh this my is God. Like, this is, right, we walked out. It was so funny because we walked out and like, I was halfway down the stairs and obviously they give you the lovely announcement going, please don't talk about this film on your way out. And I just went... When you went to see Lord of the Rings, were people walking out of that film going, well, that sucked, what a rubbish ending, because I feel like that's going to be happening now. Because <laughs> I remember seeing Lord of the Rings and uh, the original, the, the first of the trilogy, um, and people walking out going, oh, the story didn't even finish. Um, yeah. First part of a trilogy, guys. Yeah. It yeah. says it at the start. It does. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, you know, there was a similar feeling among certain patrons of the cinema when leaving Infinity War, like, oh my god, that ending sucked. Yeah, there's going to be another one. Breathe. Take a breath. You're okay. Come back. Mm. <laughs> Come back next year. I promise. They'll fix it. So, let's get into the meat of it a little bit. How did you think they handled... Because I'll tell you, the thing that I thought was not going to work, and shouldn't have worked... The whole thing should have been a hot mess. They had like a thousand characters in a two and a half hour movie. I expected it to be utter, utter carnage. And it, for me, it really works. Mm. Yeah. Um, how, how did you think, how, how did you feel about the way the, the various characters interacted? My favourite interaction was uh, Quill and Thor, because that was just yeah. perfect. That whole, like, trying to outbunch him. I loved that so much. Yes. Jealousy, the whole, you know, he's just a kid. He's he's still, like, mentally a teenager. That's the whole point, isn't he? He never grew up properly. You know, so he's just, like, a teenager in space. Behaving like a teenage boy. Getting into a macho-off with a one-eyed Thor. Like, with the god of thunder. (laughs) You silly, silly child. So, yeah, that that was beautiful, and I really enjoyed that. I loved that. I mean, the reason they didn't trip up is because they didn't panda like nebula Ooh. just turns up there's no explanation yeah. like you just if you don't know who she is you don't know who she Same is time. like fine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well uh, there was some criticism of this uh, in some of the press the, the i can't remember the new york times or the washington post um reviewer absolutely slated the movie because characters aren't introduced they just turn up and i said it's the 18th film in, in a series yeah. in the 10th harry potter did they introduce voldemort yeah. exactly yeah. if you went to see uh, if you went to see harry potter and the Death of the Hallows Part Two. You wouldn't expect. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, yeah. You didn't complain that nobody told you who Hermione was, and this is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I liked that they did that, and I liked. I liked somebody had clearly thought very carefully about who goes with who. Mm. Yeah. So Stark and Strange together worked really well for me. Yeah. Because they're polar opposites. Yeah. Well, you know, Stark is is rationality and science and. Strange is woo, basically. <laughs> um, and that worked. And putting Star-Lord in the middle of them, that was genius. Um, and then Spider-Man sort of tagging along with... He was just adorable. Tom Holland I ha- was so I good. Actually, I haven't seen Homecoming. I haven't seen Homecoming, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. Just oh, to wow. get all of it out there. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I'm a bad comic store <laughs> I I just haven't got around to it. And um, I was just so heartbroken by the previous Spider-Man that I've just been a bit mad about it. So, yeah. So basically, haven't seen it and I just, I loved him in Civil War. Like, absolutely loved yeah. him in Civil War. And then in this, I was just like, I am sobbing my friggin' eyes out in the cinema yeah. in the dark and pretending I'm not. Um, <laughs> because that would be a By all accounts, by all accounts, that last line, that I don't want to go. Yeah. I was had lived. By all accounts. And that's pretty, I mean, okay, that explains why you nicked it off Doctor Who. For yeah, a start. totally, yeah. yeah. Um, but, wow. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. Like, oh and that my was, God. Well, no, because he feels bad, because my Tony Stark told him to go snapped. home. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. That, that section was, yeah, it was, it was except, really, really, really except, of course, heartbreaking although, in the moment. Although he can't know this. Actually, if he'd gone home, he would probably still have been disintegrated. Yeah. Yeah. The fact yeah. that the fact that he True. didn't do as he was told has no bearing on whether he died. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. that, that plays on Stark because obviously in Homecoming, that's Stark relationship is he doesn't want 
I mean, you see it in the trailer, you know, when he's mm. like, you don't deserve the suit kind of thing. He is the father figure, and he doesn't, like, he feels very responsible for Peter. Yeah. So that is now, like, his, that's his biggest fear. You know, because, like, at the start of Avengers, they hint towards him getting a child and stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, that's his surrogate child. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, he's done and the ultimate. Tony's thing. already got, I mean, we've seen since Age of Ultron. In fact, since before that, since Iron Man 3. We've seen that Tony's greatest fear is getting the team killed. Yeah. You know, that's that way, that's yeah. his nightmare in Age of Ultron, that, you know, everyone's dead and it's his fault. Mm. And Peter Parker's dead, and as far as Tony knows, it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah, I, I do. I, I do love that their, their relationship's great. I like, I do like Stark and uh, Strange together. I find that an entertaining uh, yeah. Yeah. curiosity there. It's fascinating. I, I do want to just, like, for anyone who's listening and they go, oh, Doctor Strange, such an idiot. He cared about the whole universe, but then just because he saw Tony was going to die, oh, so dumb, given the time stone. Doctor Strange knows what he's doing. Yep. He knows no, exactly no, what he's doing. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I saw all of the possible outcomes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. in one of them, I, only one of them we survived. Well, do you think he's going to do the things that led to the other outcomes? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, please, well, even, I don't want this conversation I mean, anymore. It's even, it's, sorry, it's, it's, it's made explicit. The last thing he says before he vanishes exactly. is, Tony, it had, had to, to be, be this way. way. Yeah. Like, could please watch the same thing I saw. And, yeah, and, and again... It's you're led down the breadcrumbs because, you know, he says when they're on the ship, you know, if it's the t- if it, if it, I'm, I'm not quoting directly, I've only seen it once, but yeah, you know, he says something along the lines of if it comes down to a choice between the kid or the stone, I'm choosing the stone. I will let you die. Yeah. And then Thanos vaguely threatens Tony Stark, and he's like, "Let him live, and you can have it." Of course. Yeah. It's, of course he knows. He's not a nice man. He's a smart man. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. if there's anything we've figured out about him through, I mean, I haven't seen, like I say, haven't seen Doctor Strange, but throughout the uh, the course of this film, not a nice man, but a smart one. Well, I mean, yeah. you've seen Iron Man swap that with magic. Same yeah, basically, yeah. that's the way I was thinking. Yeah. Same beard. Yeah. Like, I mean, really Responsible for my favourite line in the whole movie. Yeah. Which is also in the trailer. As when he says, I'm Peter Parker, Doctor Strange. Oh, using made up names now. Okay, well, in that case, I'm Spider Man. Yeah, that's like, perfect. So, so perfect. It's perfect, yeah, for sure. You know, if, leading up to this film, I had kind of lost interest. Like, it'd been 10 years, and I thought, you know what, I'm not that excited about this film. But there was the Manhattan scene with Doctor Strange, Spider Man, and Iron Man fighting an alien. Mm. And I was like, do you know what, actually. This is exactly what I want in my movies. This is my comic books on screen. And I was yeah. like, it just, it made me excited again. And that's what I really like about this film is I, yeah, I was I, not that interested. I was kind of growing away from it. And it just pulls me straight back in. I'm I am, not knowing what's coming next. I am so excited for Avengers 4. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that, that was, I think what I also liked, just for its sheer comedy value, and I'm really digging funny Thor. I am yeah. really digging Funny Thor. Great. Um, one of the things I really liked was um, the relationship between Thor and Rocket. Yeah. Yes. Come, noble rabbit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Every time uh, we just, called him rabbit. Yeah. Just exceptional. If Thor isn't going to be a part of the new Guardians, and they're doing something wrong. That just fits so well. Well, on that same same sort of note. Uh, I have written down in big letters on my little in my little narrative <laughs> book. I loved Giant Peter Dinklage. Ah, oh, that was so good. That was magnificent. That worked so beautifully well. Stunning. I loved it so yeah. much. Yeah. That whole section was brilliant. To have Peter Dinklage has the proportions of a little person. You know, he has the short legs and the. I don't know what his version of dwarf is. I don't think he's a contraplasic. I think he's the other one. Um, but he looks. You know, you look at him and you say, but then you look at him and he's that, but he's, he's 20 feet tall. Yeah. And it works so beautifully. I love the fact that Thor said, oh, we're going to see the dwarves. Yeah. And, so and, you, just and you just imagine dwarves. Yeah. Because, you know, you know Thor, you know fantasy, you know the whole genre, and you know, you know, you're in your head seeing Barry Tetris from yeah. Dragon um, Age. Well, I am because Dragon <laughs> Age. But, you know, you, you don't think a dwarf is going to be a giant dwarf, which yeah. is like literally like what? Yeah. Ah. Am I really? the only person who didn't know Peter Dinklage was in it? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I knew he was in it. I just no, didn't thought... Especially since I knew he was in it, I was kind of like, right, okay, well, he's going to see the dwarves, I'm going to go see Peter Dinklage. And then, obviously, they show you Peter Dinklage, and then you show they show you the proportion of Thor yeah. next to him. Yeah. And yes. that's, and that's the beautiful reveal. Because they hobbit it. Because everything, yeah. you see Peter Dinklage, and everything is in proportion to Peter Dinklage. Yeah. yeah. And then you see Thor, and it's like six inches tall. And it's, oh, okay, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was beautifully done. Loved it, that whole section, with his hands in the metal thing and clanging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. But I think Pure the... fantasy wondrousness. And the thing is, to put something that is, essentially, like, I mean, Thor, essentially, is, he's, a, he's a mythological character, and he comes from the world of fantasy, if we are going into genre mm-hmm. uh, fiction. But then to put that in space, and to mess with the size, and to do all this, it was just like... Layers and layers of ridiculousness that I loved yep. so much. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah, give me all of this. Like, give me ten of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I all of this. I think there were, there were two other things that really shone for me. And interesting, none of them were, apart from Thor, none of them were the original Avengers. First of all, Wanda and the Vision. First of all, kebab sign. Yes. The, the we will deep fry your kebab <laughs> sign in the background of the scene right before the yeah. um, the aliens arrive when uh, I noticed that. I noticed oh. that I had a little chuckle. I laughed and at the afterwards yeah. my wife's just going, what were you laughing at at that point? And I was like, I will find it on the internet and show you. We will deep fry your kebab. <laughs> in, it, in, this, in Just behind it. Because you know when you, in, in film, when people, they frame people and they put them not to the right-hand edge of yeah. the frame. Mm. You automatically know that something bad is about to happen to them because it's, yeah. just, it's a framing convention, right? So I was obviously looking to the right of her in that scene, and there was a sign in a chip shop window in Scotland, we will deep fry somebody, your kebab. Somebody in the production design team Brilliant. has been to Scotland. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. Because that, that was something in Edinburgh, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was in yeah. Edinburgh. I, sent you, I think I sent you the thing on Instagram from the, the set dresser who actually yeah. created it. Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. Brilliant. Just yeah. gorgeous. Loved really, it. Really, really smart. Loved it, loved it, loved it. That just made me giggle so much. But also, I loved... Because we, we haven't had huge amounts of development of that relationship. Yeah. We, 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 we're given like a 30-second snippet of conversation where they basically say, we've been working on this for ages to see if it works. Yeah. And Elizabeth Olsen just says, it works. Yeah. And I thought their relationship was so beautifully realised. And at the risk of sounding just vaguely misogynistic... Previous Avengers movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm lo- I love that I'm watching you trying to say this in a way that doesn't sound wrong. Um, Your face is amazing. I'm a 46-year-old man. There is no way I can say this that isn't going to be creepy. Um, previous Avengers movies. One of the things that has caused me some diversion uh, has been Scarlett Johansson in tight black leather. Um, and not going to lie, still a fan. Um, but good God, Elizabeth Olsen. Do you know what's really funny How about, gorgeous is Elizabeth Olsen in this movie? Crazy. How good does she look? The funniest thing about this whole thing is, right, I had to actually go and look up how old she was because in my head I'm going, she is younger than the Olsen twins, they're her big sisters, and I find them too young for me, and that is creepy. Elizabeth Olsen is the same age as my wife. And I had to look this up today. I was like, oh, wow, I've just got some issues, clearly. Because I just, every time I see her, I'm like, she is so young. She is so incredibly young, but she's not. She's 28. It's like... <laughs> no, not even that. It's just like, in my head, mentally, yeah, she is forever see, going to be like 15, and I don't, I don't know why. I was, just that in my brain, and it's weird. It's really weird. I was still 18 when she was born. It's not okay for me. No. Sorry. Um, but... <laughs> but it's but just that, so strange to me, because, yeah. I, 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 I love Scarlet Witch. I've always just loved Scarlet try, Witch as a character. Just to try and, and dig myself out of this hole just a little bit, <laughs> I actually don't... I think what is attractive about Wanda, uh, I'm very definitely the character now. Very definitely the character. I am not in any way perving Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I think what is attractive about Wanda actually is her character, her personality, the way she reacts to things. She's, she's, got, a, she's, she's got a vulnerability. And, and that's it. The other standout character for me in this movie was Gamora, and I think they're similar in this respect. Yeah. They've got a vulnerability about them that they're not afraid for people to see, they will also rip your head off and spit down your neck. That, that beautiful moment. If you cross them. Where, where she comes down into the middle of the battle and Aquarius says, why was she up there? Like, this whole time. And you're like, yeah. Like, why was she up there this whole time? Because um, she just destroys everybody. Scarlet Witch, I was saying, I think I've had this message to you. Um, 
I used to collect like the little Marvel big head things, oh, you know, yeah. like the football big heads. Uh, and I had like four Scarlet Witch. She just kept coming up. She was obviously like a low, like she was one of the characters that came up often because people didn't know who she was. I have always loved Scarlet Witch. She has awesome powers. They are very, very cool. And people were like, why, oh, why don't you get rid of some of them? I'm like, because it's Scarlet Witch. She's great. <laughs> I have a crystal variant of Scarlet Witch. I like Scarlet Witch. And so to see her actually be used to her full potential in this film, I feel, was one of the best things for me. Because in pre in Ultron? Ultron. I just felt like they, um, we again had this sort of conversation, they were still trying to keep her as a little girl. Like, yeah. very, very young. I think yeah. that's the other part of it for me where I'm like, she's like 12. Um, she's clearly not. Um, and I think, like, they didn't, they wanted the Avengers, the original flavor Avengers, to be the heroes, and they didn't, like, let her explore her character enough in that film. Yeah. I mean, I know they were just meeting her and everything, and but she never got a chance to actually shine. And I think in this, she really, really did. And we, we had the same issue, I think, in Civil War. Yeah. Where she was very largely kept out of it. Yeah, totally. It was like, yes, let's put her in a room with Vision and leave her there. <laughs> <laughs> that, this will be a great yeah. way to spend a film. But I, I'm hoping, I don't think it'll happen, but I'd love it if whatever they do in Avengers 4 that bring characters back, mm. I hope that Quicksilver somehow is one of those characters. Just because I would love to see, because I think if he were to come back and he see the relationship between Scarlet Witch and Vision, that would then contrast where she started from, and you'd see the development that she had through his eyes, almost, of kind mm. of seeing this... Because she'd be independent of him, which mm. he wouldn't be able to deal with, obviously. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Because that was what I always liked about the comics, was that was her growing away from her old kind of... When she was the evil mutant, yeah, whatever yeah, it was, course, yeah. she, you know, fell in love with Vision and stuff like that, and she grew as a character in Quicksilver and never quite did. Yeah. And so I, I would have liked that, because I think a lot of people forget about her because of like the scenes where she was like, just locked in a room. Locked, so. yeah. like, she's a character who has developed very well, Yeah. and people don't see that, and it's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying when they go, oh, who's Scarlet Witch? Oh, so like, she just did this. And I mean, for me, like that, that I, I, again, another glorious note that I have somewhere that says, Jesus, poor Scarlet Witch, because <laughs> she had to kill Vision. And then she had to watch it come back in time, and then see him die again, and then die. Yep. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. She's had a really <laughs> she bad day. a really bad day. That's like the worst day at the office. I really, really, I, I, yeah, that, that was painful to behold. Yeah. It really was. And I think, yeah, like, if you weren't in it at that moment in the film, if you hadn't got to the point where you are going, they're really going there this time. And then that happened, like, surely you realise where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> At that point. Anyone that thinks they're going to be able to save the day, come on, please watch what we're watching, because yeah. they cannot save the day. It's not going to happen. Remind me, because everyone's saying, like, I wonder how Tony's going to get off that island on his own. Did Nebula go? Nebula's there with She him. is, isn't she? She's still I there. Nebula she survived. And it bugged me, because I was like, wait, did I remember that? Or was that just me wishful thinking? I, have I love Nebula. I hope Nebula kills him about Thanos. <laughs> uh, again, yeah. my glorious notes. And my... One of the things we, we talked about when we got home after seeing it or in the car on the way home because we were just like, oh my God, the whole time, was when Nebula's like semi-dismembered. Yeah. Like, that is one of those things, because again, we were talking about the children, uh, that if you saw that as a kid, that's like the modern day equivalent of the Wheelers from Return to Oz, which, you know, ruined a lifetime, a, a whole group of children. That's one of those really terrifying things you see in movies that you just like, you just know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now you see, I was too old for Return to Oz. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, but, you know, it's one of those things, there are just things you see oh. when you're a kid that you are, they're in a film that is suitable for your age group, but you are too young to see that. Yeah. And that, I have written, I'm glad I didn't see it in 3D. Because, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, oh, no, you see, now you've made me really want to see it in 3D. Does it <laughs> would have come out of the yeah. dismemberment out of the screen? No. I, I thought that about no. Nebula in the first Guardians. I think it's when she's like blasted by the rocket. Yeah. She's clicking back yeah, together. Yeah. It's like, messed up. Yeah. It's messed up. I love her so much. She's, she's borderline terrifying, but so cool. Absolutely. I and I think we should set played brilliantly by Karen Gillan. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Who Phenomenal. is so much more than a Doctor Who alumni. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She's amazing. She's brilliant in that weird horror film about Mirror as well. I have that, and I've still not watched oh, it. Oh, so good. I'm building to it. 
It's good. It's really, it's really, really good. Uh, yeah, watch it and I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay. It's brilliant. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah. It's messed up. <laughs> it's good though. No, she's phenomenal and I absolutely love her in it. And um, I'm just really glad we've we've got to see more of her. And again, it's like Guardians 2, you see more of her, you see great character growth. And it, I, I, I get, like, I, I missed so many films and I feel having missed the films that I've missed, I know that I have missed out on character growth for yeah. people. Yes. And I feel like it's the same with people that have missed Miss Ragnarok and Guardians 2 pointing at you because you miss that character growth and then suddenly you've, you're faced with this character who has changed well, from when you I was... I, it's different for you, I guess. But, but, also, but also knowing that I've missed those movies. Mm. Um, I'm a grown-up. I'm capable of understanding that things have happened that oh, yeah, I'm not privy totally. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, the relationship between Gamora and Nebula, for instance, has changed completely since oh, the last time I saw yeah. them together. And I just assumed, oh, right, that's the thing now then. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, so again, people who have the criticism that this movie is basically just an advert for all the others, and it's not reasonable to expect people to have seen all 18 movies in order to follow this one, I think are not just wrong, but they're thinking about the whole thing in the wrong way. In a yeah. very real sense, this isn't a movie. It's an instalment in an ongoing story. Um, yeah, I think we've had 18 episodes. Yeah. We're going to get some more episodes. Nobody complains on Coronation Street if nobody tells you who Doc Cotton is. I yeah. don't watch Coronation Street or EastEnders. I just realised that <laughs> Doc Cotton's not in... Yeah, that was the first thing that went to my head. It's like, that's not even in. Could have, could have got away with that with me. I didn't know. I didn't know it's but you one. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I kind of love it even more that you made that mistake. That is beautiful. No, the, I think the criticism from the film critics of this film is based on the idea that it should behave like a standalone movie. And it doesn't. And it doesn't. It doesn't because that's not what it is. It's a culmination of ten years of work also, to get to this I'll point. I'll tell you what it does behave like. And I never thought I'd say this about a comic book movie. It behaves like a comic. It does. You know, you don't get... I mean, if you read Marvel comics, in particular... Yeah. Not, but not just Marvel comics, anybody's comics. Yeah. They don't explain who everybody is yeah. when they pitch up in the middle of a story. Huh? Yeah, if I went downstairs and picked something off the rack right now and opened it and I hadn't read the rest of the run, I wouldn't expect anyone to tell me what I was no. reading. I would go on the internet and look it the hell up. And I mean, again, I'm old. Um, I remember when you could only get comic American comics from newsagents because there just weren't any comic shops. Um, and the newsagents didn't order the comics in. They mostly came over in ships as ballast. So you couldn't be sure of getting the next comic in a sequence. Yeah. So oh, I've got a random Nick Fury comic. Yeah. Like the, the, the so you read, you would read whatever you could get. And character, so, so you never knew who the hell anybody was and you just had to work it out from context. Yeah. And I don't see why that's a big ask. No. Uh, yeah. And I also don't, the other thing is, with the advent of such wonders as Prime and Netflix, you can watch most of these films in your living room for your subscription fee a month. Like, yeah. most of them are on there. A lot of them are on there. The most recent ones are not. But, you know, you can watch uh, Civil War and Age of Ultron on Netflix right now. I just did. You know, Well, so, not just, but... Yeah. So, you know, there's, for me, I think... I'm, I know there are people that don't have streaming services. I'm aware of this. I have relations to have streaming services, which baffles the hell out of me. Um... But then I don't watch Carnage Street or Sunders, so and they do, so who knows. But yeah, I um I think that really saying oh, we haven't seen the rest of them is kind of yeah. I th I'm not gonna call it an excuse because that makes me sound like I'm saying you must do this before you watch it. But like if you're gonna then watch it and then complain that you don't understand it, the opportunity to understand it is very, very close to home and not gonna cost you any money. But also I mean, other than your month subscription. Which most anyway, which most people because have. you're watching Riverdale. Um it 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 also, even allowing that you do need to have seen some of the, you don't need to, clearly don't need to see them all because none of us have. No. I can. Have you? Yeah. Sad. I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. But. I don't think that's a rare achievement. To me be and, <laughs> yeah, me and you, have, we haven't. We and have. we perfectly understood it. Yeah, totally. Um, but even allowing that you need to see some of them. Yeah. 
if you haven't seen any of the others, why would you go and see this movie anyway? No, I, yeah. I don't understand that either. Weird things just and then, scroll up for. Like, yo, right? good. Check this out ten years in. And then to complain about it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean I, I've seen this comment on Twitter a few times. It, it, you know, it is like going to see Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah. And I think we've said it already during the podcast. It's like going yeah. to see Deathly Hallows Part 2 and complaining that you don't know who Voldemort is. And yeah. why are all these Please kids... Please explain, Professor Snape. And, and what is going, yeah. what is going yeah, on no. at this school? Yeah. Where are Ofsted? <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't... Many times I have actually pointed out, I think, on Twitter, that Hogwarts would fail Ofsted. Oh, yeah. Ofsted, God, yeah. Hogwarts, Hogwarts would fail Ofsted <laughs> the instant somebody walked in. Yeah. It, 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 fails on, it clearly fails on safeguarding. It's that um, don't use the whatever staircase or if you don't wish to... Uh, uh, experience a most painful death, like that they say in like the first, first yeah. film. Yeah, that's an Ofsted fail. They don't even have maths. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a bad school. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. Yeah, they're not. I can't imagine this. I can't imagine that's this. That's curriculum out of the window. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. But that, but that would work as a free school. So <laughs> nobody. Yeah, you're right. Nobody. Nobody turns up to that and says that. Nobody asks uh, in a James Bond movie for people to explain who James Bond is, who the MI5 are, who's this Q guy, who Q is, or who M is. No one. No one goes turn rocks up to James Bond expecting that explained yeah. to them. No one's. Like, I'm, well, I'm expected to believe that they've made an invisible car. Or a car that, that can make pigeons turn their heads real quick as it goes down the river. Because that's my favourite, double-taking pigeons, Roger Moore, Gloriousness. <laughs> I love that. It's so awful. <laughs> it's the best. Oh. I think we may be drifting off topic just slightly. A little bit. But yeah, no, the, no, the point stands, yes. You you shouldn't rock up to this film and then moan that you haven't seen the no. rest of them. That's on you. Go do it. Jack, you're checking your watch. How long have yeah, you Yeah, um, well, it's three minutes past, so imminently any second <laughs> I will be probably getting a phone call. Um, cool. I do want to know. That is, is there anything right, before you have to dash off? Is there anything else you want to? I do want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Do Do we think Warner Brothers should even just try anymore? <laughs> should they? Cause... Honestly, I think Warner. What Warner needs to do is sell to Disney. Retcon. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. No, they need to retcon. They need to retcon Justice League, Superman, and Batfleck out of existence. Start again, just keeping Wonder Woman. And most important of all, they need to hire Kevin Feige, 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 whatever he's called. Yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with all of that sentiment. (laughs) But I I do feel that Momoa was a good choice. Momoa was a clever choice for Aquaman. Yeah. Um, He killed all of the Aquaman jokes stone dead by being drop dead. I mean, I'm as het as it comes, but God, I would. Um, He is a stunning, stunning man. He is a good-looking guy. Not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you're just kind of going, what, really? He, he, that's that's a whole human, like just one. <laughs> like how is that one? <laughs> you know, it's it's madness. No yeah. one has the right to look like. So that no, that was Jason. Mom- they can keep Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Yeah. So they can keep Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and they can keep and actually, the woman running the way it is. A character. I think it'll be great. Actually, thinking about it, why not casting Jason Momoa as a character who never wears a shirt? He's a genius. genius. He's an absolute genius. So good. So much better than the one in Smallville. He was bad. Um, yeah. No, it, it, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I'm most excited, though, that that I know everyone's like, what, Disney's got them all. This could be a horrible, terrifying thing. It'll mean bad things. It could. It could I get that. It but could also, have, but it doesn't. Just just because I want Fantastic Four back in the house so, so much. The company's coming back. I want them back so much. I want a proper thing that isn't trying to look like a nice, attractive man, because that's just weird. Yep. Make him orange, make him rocky. Yep. Please, God, someone bring him back. And make, make Reed back. old. And make Reed old. Yes, please. And therefore, make Sue old. Yes, please. I mean, they yeah, I mean, don't have to be decrepit, but, you know, put them, make him in their 40s. They are meant to be in their 40s. This desperation, and I've said this to you, this desperation to make Sue young and attractive is friggin' stupid. She's not. In the comics, well, she's not. If you make Sue... She can Reed, be 40 and ridiculously Reed hot. Richards. Have we actually looked at anyone? Like Jennifer Aniston. Hello. Yeah. My God. Oh, There are can, women over a certain we, age who are Can stunning. we cast Jennifer Aniston as Sue Storm? I would love that so much. Can we please do that? Can someone please make this happen? I, know, I think It'd be great. They, oh, it's mentioned on the internet a lot, but Krasinski, I think, would be a very good read. Like, if you've seen him... He would, actually. If you've seen him in A Quiet Place and that lot, like, he kind of has that read 
read kind of he beard kind of and vibe. vibe. Yeah, I, could I think see you him could do that. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not down with the kids. You're going to have to tell me who that John is. John Krasinski. A, a Quiet Place, have you seen the trailers for that? Have you seen The American Office? No. I don't know any other reference. That's, that's basically <laughs> it. Oh, wait, was he Chuck? No. 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 I never saw that either. So. I never watched it, but I thought maybe it was no, a different guy. No, that was a whole other guy. Was that a different guy? Yeah. Okay. I uh, know. No, uh, yeah. Wait, so what's his name? Krasinski. Krasinski. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. I'll show you a picture when we have the internet. Yeah. I, I mean, I need to go, so. Right. I don't think I have enough thank you. to show you. Thank you for coming, Jeff. No, it's <laughs> thank you for, uh, It's I been really nice to see you again. Yes. Um, I'll give you a shout when this is up. Cool. Yeah, you guys can talk about happy. Yeah. It should be the happy hour. The happy hour. Hey. Uh, we've got to talk about Gamora first, but... Oh, let's do that. Enjoy dinner. Yes. Have a nice day. Aha. Right. He's gone. Let's say bad things about Jack. <laughs> oh, no. He showed me a picture of the puppy, and it's cute. Oh, he's very much in love with his it's puppy. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I have a network error. I will have to show you John Quinton's Initially, Initially, when he said he had a puppy, I, I actually genuinely thought it was a euphemism. <laughs> but apparently, no, he just has a nope. dog. It is adorable. I'm, I'm, very, very as you know, I'm not a dog person. I know, so. I do. I am aware of this. Yeah. Or even, or even a nice person. <laughs> now I've got to think of it. I, I don't have much time for dogs and children. And Fair enough. Things. Oh, speaking of which, uh, my dear wife wishes me to relay the information that your non-child-friendly bags are wonderful, and she's very grateful that they exist. Bags without holes are a staple in our house, so thank you. You're more than welcome. God, I, th- I thought you were about to give me a, a really grand breaking announcement there no 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 <laughs> just those bags are great not like you kids I'm, I'm serving much, as well i'm much more comfortable with the, the, the whole bags of that holes in bags that holes are great yeah no gamora let's get get back on target well no because gamora for me was like, first of all i can't remember the actress's name actor actress Zoe name. saldana because she's uh uhura in star trek as well she is indeed she is magnificent um, in everything she does and you see this is what happens when you paint people green because you can't recognise. I didn't know that. It, it, I did. I didn't know that it was her. Oh uh, yeah, um, I did. I went. Oh, that's a hero. And first of all, that was an outstanding performance. Stunning, absolutely stunning. That moment, that moment when she's like laughing, kind of, well, not laughing, but she's sort of almost mocking Thanos, like, "Yeah, you can't do this you can't, because, because there's nothing you love. Nothing you love." And then, like, the the audience realizes before she does. Yep. And I think that's the most heartbreaking thing in it because I'm sitting there going, "This stupid purple asshole actually does love you in his own weird way, and he loves you enough for this to work. You are about to die, and, and she's going to do sucked." And she's not bothered about dying. No, she's not at all. prepared to die. Totally. But what is the number of times she tells Quill to kill her? What is terrible and genuinely, I, oh man, it, it, it broke my heart, ripped it out of my chest, jumped up and down on it a bit. She's hated this man mm. for so long, and to have that kind of relationship with a parent, and then realise that they actually love you as they're killing you. It's a bit real, really, isn't it? It's terrifying. That's, if anyone's having a worse day than Scarlet Witch, <laughs> it's Gamora. Gamora. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Nebula was having a pretty rough day too, but, you know, I think yeah, Gamora wins that one. Yeah, it's, um, it is truly, like, that's just... It, that Of the heartbreaking moments in it, that for me was the one that absolutely got me. For a, for a bright summer blockbuster popcorn movie... It's not. There's it a lot. Isn't, is it? There's a lot of heartbreak. Hundred percent is not. You, you go into a Marvel film not expecting this. You expect fun and color and bright and happy and yay and isn't this glorious and the heroes are going to win, and then you get this and it's not. I mean, I've written here funny in places, but not fun. It's not yeah, a fun fair. film. That's it's fair. funny. It's, it's funny. There are some a... brilliant, hilarious, and beautiful moments, and there are some tender and lovely moments, and then there is just death. It's not a fun <laughs> film to see, but you know. Yeah, it's, I love it. I, I do. I really genuinely enjoyed it as a film, and I yeah. will definitely watch it again, but probably, you know, when I'm in a really good mood. <laughs> <laughs> if I watch it on a rough day, it's just not. Yeah, it's, it's I think, not going to happen. I think before we move on, and I wish Jack was here, because I love his take on this. Yeah. And it, I wish any of the other geeks <laughs> were here, because I'd love their take on it. Um, we've never done a two-hander before. It's, oh, well... There we go. Groundbreaking. I said, do you know what? When we first planned this podcast, there were going to be six of us. Wow. <laughs> ah. um, I think we can't finish without just, not even applauding, just bowing down and worshipping Josh Brolin, who, as Thanos, is... Because Thanos is 
the very, very epitome of a big, bad, stomping monster. Yep. There's no depth to Thanos, no. really. No. Until now. The thing with Thanos, which I have here, is... Because uh, a lot of people have been saying, like, they made him sympathetic. They, I don't think they did. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't make him sympathetic. So many people are like, oh no, but now people like Thanos and people find him sexy, which creeps me out hugely, by the way. I did. Um, but I'm sorry, anyone who, anyone who feels sorry for Thanos, who finds Thanos sexy, who thinks they've humanized him, uh, who thinks they've made him relatable, those are quite disturbing people that I don't really want to meet. Very worrying. But um, for me, I, I I have written that Thanos is the banality of evil. And yeah. then, like, you know, the, the thing is, he's he's going about his plan with the certainty that he's right. There is no glee. There is no maniacal, diabolical joy in his, like, destructiveness. None of it. He's just absolutely believes that he's right, and he's got to do yeah. it at any cost. That is his belief. And I, that is terrifying. I, Truly terrifying. I got the feeling, actually, quite strongly, Thanos would rather not be doing this. But he feels he has to. But he to. feels it needs to be done, and he's the yeah. only one who can do it. So he, he is what happens when people with a powerful sense of duty get warped ideas. Absolutely. It is, um, it's just... Because he absolutely believes he's doing the right thing, and that's why he's scary. And he takes no, no delight in it. He takes no joy in it. He's not pleased to have done this. He's simply satisfied that he's achieved his goal yeah. at the end. Yeah. And it is. It's so... You know, his... his we're used to villains jumping up and down and being like happy to have done something evil. We're used to these like the mocking the the heroes. We're used to all of that sort of back and forth, the banter. Oh, look what I'm doing! I mean, you haven't seen Ragnarok. Hella is a perfect example of just like I am doing this thing because I can because I am power and I am death. And she is magnificent at that. And she is chewing the scenery, and I live for it. And that for me is your standard movie villain, realistically. You know, yeah. the hell is the world. These big, great, evil things that are just oozing evil out of every port. And you know they're evil. You can tell they're evil by what they're wearing, how they look, and how they speak. The thing about Thanos, the thing that people are mistaking for the sympatheticness, is the fact that he does love his surrogate child, and that he has a sunset ending, and that he's not leaping up and down going, look what I've done, I'm amazing, I've killed everyone. He's not happy about it. And because he's not demonstrating a maniacal glee for the genocide he has committed, people are mistaking that for him being a sympathetic yeah. character, in my view. What he, what, I mean, what, what he is, is nuanced. And that's not the same as sympathetic. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But I, th I, I, yeah. I thought Brolin's, it's very hard to act through that much CG. Mm. And I, I think Brolin really pulled it off. That was a very subtle performance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, he absolutely, you know, I hated him so much. Like, I did not come out feeling sympathetic towards him whatsoever. I despised him more, in fact. Mm. And I think the reason that I cannot wait for Nebula to kill him, please God, uh, is because I've been waiting for him to be there and to be this big, maniacal, evil, demonic monster. And he's not. Mm. Um, he doesn't demonstrate himself in that way. He doesn't you know, behave like a villain. And that is just so much more terrifying to me. In the world that we live in, <laughs> it's yes. so much scarier. There are so see, many... It's, I think he's a much... For a big purple guy with a scrotum for a chin, he is much more like real-world evil than I can anything believe, we've ever seen in a Marvel I can film. believe in Thanos. Thanos doesn't really require you to suspend your disbelief. No, there are aside people, from the fact that he's purple. Yeah. There are people in the world who think like Thanos thinks. Yeah, people in power, and that's terrifying. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Uh, in he many ways... scare you. <laughs> if he's not scaring you, please reevaluate. In many ways, in many ways, the scariest Marvel villain mm. that they've had. Yeah. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I did I did love that Nebula's there at the end. There's Nebula and, uh, and Stark uh, just, like, you know, sitting there waiting to see what happens next. Mm. Um, and I think... Yeah, I think I really hope she has a big role to play because, of course, she knows. I think she knows that he loved Gamora. Like, that's what I took from it. Yeah. I took from it that she knows that she, Gamora must be dead at this point for this to have happened. I think she says something along those lines. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. But I've only seen it once. She says something to Quill along yeah. those lines. Yeah. 
if he's got that stone, then she must be dead. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And that's when he goes psycho and ruins everything um, because they could have got the glove off him already. Yeah. And he couldn't because Will's an idiot. Um, sorry, everybody who loves him desperately, but that's kind of I a fundamental part of his I character. love him desperately too, but he is still an idiot. Yeah. You can appreciate things even though they are flawed. Uh, if you don't do that, then there is very little you can truly appreciate. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I, I love that, that Nebula's still there and I really, really hope that she gets to um, to be that person that avenges her sister and, and really takes him down. Because I think that would be magnificent. She could be a proper Avenger. Yeah! Actually, lit- a literal I Avenger. I love that so much. That would give me so much joy. She deserves it. Karen Gillan deserves it. She does. Because she's amazing. She's so good. Yeah. And so underrated, I think, yeah. um, from that first moment in uh, Guardians 1. She should be a much bigger star than she is. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think she will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's doing so well through all that blue. Mm. You know? That's a lot of CG to act through as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think she does good. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've got anything else written down. Okay, well, well shall we call it... Oh, a- I miss Cap having his shieldy shield. I would like him to have his round shield and a proper outfit next time. Thank you. Exactly, yeah, because... It, it, <laughs> Sorry, but that's my, there's my, the, last, my last note. There's the joke. There's a joke in, I think it's Ultron. It's like the, the most amazing metal in the world, and they use it to make a frisbee. Yeah. Um, there was no frisbeeing, and that is fundamental to Cap. He's he's in the place. Yeah. Where like yeah, where he says, get this man a, get this man a shield. He's in the place, the only place in the world that doesn't have a vibranium shortage. Yeah. And they couldn't make him a new frisbee. <laughs> it was sad. I missed his vibranium shield. I mean, I know what they did. I mean, the the, the, the sort of shields that they gave him are very like the shield that he started carrying when Sam Wilson took the round shield. The original shield as well, the similar yeah. shape to that original Cap shield, yeah. the big, like, almost medieval-looking but, thing. But I don't care. No. Cap needs the round shield. He does. And he needs to shave. Yes. And he needs an outfit with a big star on it, please. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to be back in the Stars and Stripes. Yeah. It just... Um, if he's going out in the next one, and I think he is... Absolutely. He needs to be in the Stars and Stripes. Totally. I mean, I know it's... I think that, I don't know, I feel like they're going to bring them back big and bright and shiny before the end. And I would really like to see that. That would be great. Yeah. Big, bright, shiny, just like they used to be going out on a high. That is how I'd like to see it. And then I want the Fantastic Four to arrive back from space, having disappeared in, a, in the 60s. In a futuristic, yes. yes they've been missing since the 60s, so they're 60s Fantastic Four. I want it. I want it desperately. Well, so do I. <laughs> It'd be great. And I, I just, I hope we get them back too. That would be, that would be the, the tin lid for me. Okay. Uh, are we done with Infinity War? I'm done. Then we're done. Yay! Spoilers! Spoilers!